Having come from an organisation that didn't have it and where I actually felt that there was a culture of not actually being able to be myself in that, in that space, I think it meant that I sort of trod on eggshells, I tiptoed around certain subjects, whereas I don't have to do so much self-censorship where I am now. Psychological Safety at Work, a season of podcasts from Talking Leaders. Hello, welcome to the Talking Leaders podcast. I'm Paul Gisby. In this episode of the season on psychological safety at work, I'm going to be doing something a bit different. Instead of getting the thoughts and suggestions of experts in the field, I thought I'd get an insight into what people's experiences of psychological safety are in real life. How widely is the concept known? Is it something that organisations are addressing? I mean, it's over 10 years since I worked inside an organisation, and back then it wasn't really a topic that I remember being raised, let alone addressed. So, one lunchtime, I took my microphone and recorder out onto the streets of South London, screwed up my courage, and asked people about their experience of psychological safety. And I have to say, I was delighted with the response that I got. One, because the majority of people I approached in just under an hour were happy to talk to me. They didn't just run a mile. And two, because while it's clear from what people said, there's still plenty that needs to be improved. You know, I did come away feeling that there are things to be optimistic about. Now, I've edited together extracts from five of the conversations that I had. I specifically asked people not to tell me their names or the names of the organisations they worked for. Okay, let's hear what people had to say. Voice number one was someone who works in retail and was just coming out of the high street shop where they work when I approached them. Do you understand what the term psychological safety at work means? Oh, talk about in our work. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah, I work just with other girls so we can all chit chat about anything. It's never a problem. Do you know what I mean? Politics, religion, whatever. Really? really? Yeah, it's never been a drama and... With customers, it's a different ball game. Right. No, do you know okay. what I mean? It, yeah. When yeah. people feel if if we're not doing a refund because then they obviously then they will say it's because we don't like the look of them. Or, oh right, yeah. They feel you're being biased towards. Yes. Towards yeah, that's right, quite right, yeah. Right, right. And and what about the management at where you work? I mean, can you raise problems oh, with them? Yeah. With, yeah. 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 You. I think really lucky. Because you're lucky. Yeah, here because I think we're just—it's a good team. Right. But I've got friends who work over the road. Okay. In a different retail outlet. Yeah, in a different retail outlet. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say who it is. No, no, but you can see with it. No, yeah. yeah. But and they say nothing. Can't say anything. Say yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you do, then it's like you're you're known then as oh they they moan or you're a troublemaker right. do you know what I mean yeah. especially if you've got you know if you're in your rights about something yeah. timekeeping other people's timekeeping because yeah. that will always be a problem in retail right. other staff's timekeeping yeah you yeah. start at nine they start at ten past and think it's okay okay but yeah. it's okay for you to well we don't them. yeah yeah we would oh mm-hmm. yeah but other, right. I know I've got friends who work in different retail and it's the bigger the, the bigger the company the more of the problem right. it is because of the high hierarchy. Right. You know, a floor manager, then yeah. it goes up and yeah. up and up. Yeah. 
Does your company, the people you work for, encourage good psychological safety? I think we're quite, even, you know, during lockdown and that, the company I work for, yeah. they, were, they were good, they sent out messages all the time, do you know what I mean, made sure we were okay. Yeah, you know, our area managers were like, once a week, you know, you could, if you had an issue with something, you could anonymously email them about something right. or chat, do you right. know what I mean, if yeah, the wages yeah. was wrong, I don't know. Okay. If you're feeling not coming back. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much. Voice number two is someone who works in IT sales. What do you understand by the term psychological safety at work? Does it mean anything to you? Um, does it mean anything to me? No, it's the first I've heard of it, really. Right. What's, what do what's you it do? all about? What do you do? I work in uh, sales, IT sales. Right, okay. So the definition of psychological safety is basically the work environment is one where you feel safe to raise issues or problems, raise concerns, and to be yourself without any comeback of any sort. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are you... Are you asking me, do yeah, I well feel like that? So do you feel you have that in your environment? Uh, yes, I do believe we do. We do. Like, I mean, uh, the sales environment, it's, um, it's quite a tough environment to be in, but I guess you, you become used to it. You become attuned to the way it works. But yeah, I would say I, I, feel, I feel safe, yeah. Good. And you don't feel you have to cover for anything or hide anything? You know, if there, was, if there were mistakes, you feel you're able to admit to them and raise them? Um... Gosh, it, all, it depends. It all depends. Um, I think that's quite difficult because um, you've also, you, you know, if there's certain things that you make mistakes with, you might not want people to to know about, and you might, um, yeah, you might want to, yeah, not maybe sound them out in front of the group or, or whatever. So yeah, it's a bit difficult. Depends on the mistake, really. Okay. Okay. It all depends on the mistake. Does the business you work for, does it actually take active steps to create a safe environment, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think the business I work for, I mean, it, it was a small to medium, but now it's corporate. So, um, you know, they have, they've had to put in processes in place and, and, and do, especially with the HR department, they have to put things in place now to, to ensure, you know, uh, employee welfare and safety. We're just trying to find out, it's a very hot topic at the moment, particularly in big corporates. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing because, I mean, there are a lot of people who've, who've suffered badly from poor safety yeah. and, you know, feel they can't say anything. Yeah. And we're just trying to find out, well, how widely it's quite right, is. But bullying in the workplace is, you know, it's quite common. Have you experienced that? Uh, I, I, oh, yeah, before, like 12 years ago, yeah. Right. Say about, but now, you know, then you get, you get older, you become, become a bit more wise and... Okay. You know, you know how to how to handle things. But when I was younger, yeah, I was definitely bullied in the workplace when I first came in. Can I ask you to tell me a bit more? Yeah, about you, why can, were you, I'm you can. If you want to put, what, what what happened then? Why were you bullied? Why was I bullied? Um, I think because I was uh, I was a newbie. Yeah. Um, I felt I felt like the guy that was looking after me already had a perception or he, he you know he he had a, a judgment of a me and a prejudice him, against me yeah yeah, yeah that's probably yeah, the right word to one. use I think it was because he was uh, he was Iranian I'm Iraqi and right. you know I think there was a little bit of uh, a, a bit of needle there yeah. um, but he was he was older than me and I was you know I was I was new coming into the organization I think he also felt threatened because I had a very good relationship with the owner and he was the owner's best friend but again that's uh, 
yeah, so I think those are the reasons why. This was a small organization. This was a small, yeah, this was a small organization to begin with. And it, it went on for a while until, until the, the owner's wife realized what was going on. She was one of the accountants and she was in and she, she saw it, even though he didn't want, he didn't know she was there. And it got reported back to the owner and, and eventually he got dismissed, not because of that, but for other things. But that contributed to, to him being dismissed. But that was, that's the, the time I, I definitely felt I was being bullied and, I'd say, oppressed, to be fair, for, for a while as well. A good, a good three, four, five, six months it went on for. And how did you feel afterwards? Did, it, did you get over it pretty fast? Or? Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm the type of person that going through school, being a minority and... Um, you know, going to an all-white school and stuff like that. I've had that yeah. a lot, so I'm 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 used to it. But then you don't think that that's going to happen within the workplace, yeah. and when it and when it does, you know, your survival instincts kick in, and um, it's you know it's it's annoying. But you've just got a you just got a kind of roll with it, I guess. And then the way it got the way it got found out was probably the best way instead of going and, and you know trying to going to the owner and, and saying this has been happening it's better to find out when it's you know when it's from other people and you you didn't feel that you could go to them and say this. no i could i could i could but i just didn't think i let karma take its course okay so i, di I didn't think that would have been the, the best way i wouldn't have probably looked good i'd have probably seen to be a, a telltale or something like that you know um so it was probably best and and it happened in the in the end you know it yeah out. it worked out so but yeah Thank that was you my so experience. Much. That was really, really, really useful. Was Thank that a good one? That was brilliant, yeah. No Thank worries. You. Have Thank a good day. You too. Voice number three works for a large media organisation. Yes, sir. Do you understand uh, what the term psychological safety is? I'm not familiar with it, no. Yeah. So it's the environment where you feel safe to speak up on any issue, feel free to be yourself without any repercussions. Don't tell me where you work or what your name is, but where you work now, do you feel you can do that? Largely, yes, I'd say, yeah. And do you feel at any point that you, uh, if you were discriminated against for whatever reason, that you could raise that and that would be listened to? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. And the organisation that you work for, does it actually take active steps to promote psychological safety? Does it have programmes where it, it tries to educate and, and, uh, and develop and, and, and sort of make sure, foster that environment? Yeah, I think I, I'm not familiar with the term, so they haven't sort of explicitly called it out, but I think sort of skirting around the edges there's certainly a lot of sort of allyships um, and and things to do with sort of sexuality um, and other forms of sort of mental well-being they're sort of real advocates of it and they promote it and they have sort of uh, places to go and people to speak to in order to address any issues if they were to arise um, and so yeah I certainly feel that I've, I've got places to go and people to speak to and it's sort of there's advocates for different sort of um, I don't know, sort of problems that might arise, whether they be mental health, whether they be discrimination. I feel like there's people I can talk to. Yeah. And do you feel that, I mean, it sounds great to have that environment. I mean, congratulations. Um, is it an environment you think that, 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 I mean, it's good for you personally and your colleagues, but does it also foster better work, better output, higher quality? Is it a, is it a more productive environment as a result of that? I'd say definitely. I think having come from an organisation that didn't have it and where I actually felt that there was a culture of not actually being able to be myself in that in that space and 
I think it meant that I sort of trodden eggshells, I tiptoed around certain subjects, whereas I don't have to do so much self-censorship where I am now. Right. I feel I can talk more freely um, and without fear of sort of prejudice or being minimised or okay. anything like that. Which is so wonderful. again, without disclosing any, any details anonymous, can you tell me a little bit about this previous environment then? Was it a large organisation or some? Much smaller. So it's... Uh, the organisation I work for now is very big, yeah. um, and the one that I did before was incredibly small, 12, 12 people, yeah. um, with no HR and no... And so the sort of people who ran it were also the HR, were also the pastoral care, and I think when it's all centred in one place, that the people who pay you and look after your promotions and all of these sorts of things are also the people who look after you when you perhaps are facing a difficulty right um, I think problems occur what kind of things did you, did you have a problem with sort of things where you wanted to raise and that yeah. you couldn't I think I, at the time I had a caring role for one of my family members um, and that was to do with mental health and I think as any carers know it affects your mental health in time uh, and I think sometimes there's a bit of a luck, lack of understanding that secondary level of care um, and how that affects an individual and how that affects their sort of... I was very tired, um, I was quite preoccupied and it sort of made it difficult to do my work and I think that's just that lack of understanding because the person I went to speak to was also looking after um, the sort of welfare of the business and getting money through the door. It was sort of wasn't listened to and that's quite a difficult thing. And, and so that had quite a deleterious effect on you psychologically. Yeah, I think it was it was the reason I sort of ended up wanting to leave there, I think, yes, and find right, somewhere that was right. a bit more knowledgeable about those sorts of things and a bit more accommodating. Brilliant. So, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Voice number four works in the construction industry. So I explained to you earlier what the psychological safety is, environment when you can raise things. Do you feel you work in a psychologically safe environment? Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, if I have anything on my mind, I can um, speak to my manager. Once a month we have a sit-down um, where he'll ask me if everything's um, OK and if there's anything that I wish to speak about. Okay. And does the company have uh, any other things in place to help with stuff like this? Any other? Any, any other uh, systems or facilities? I think you mentioned before we started recording there was a QR code. Um, oh, yeah, there's, um, yeah, if there's any improvements and you want to remain anonymous, then there's a QR code that you can zap. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. So you feel it, it's, it's a good environment from that perspective? Yeah, and there's, um, there are mental health um, representatives who are volunteers, people that I work with that you can talk to um, about a work issue or personal issue or whatever, yeah. 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 And it's a large organisation you work for? It is a large organisation, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is yeah. it national or global? Um, national, yeah. Right, okay, okay. Mm. And you've not come across any situations previously where you've maybe felt it wasn't a safe environment compared to where you are now? No, um, no, because I've worked in this organisation for over six years and previously I was in another organisation in the transport industry and I was there for 17 years and that right. was just the same. Yeah, yeah you can. Really. Yeah. Okay, good, thank you. Okay. Finally, voice number five is a civil engineer. Okay, so do you understand what the term psychological safety at work means? What does it mean to you, should I say? Um, along the lines of feeling reasonably safe at work, I would guess. Yeah. Not feeling um, anxious or feeling threatened. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, the, one of the definition is it's an environment where you feel comfortable to raise any issues, whether it's to do with work or you personally, mm -hmm. without any fear of, of negative consequences. 
Would you say that, that you have that environment where you work currently? Uh, predominantly, yes. Predominantly? Yes. Well, it helps to be a senior, uh, a senior person in, a, okay. in an okay. organisation. Okay. Um, I can certainly see issues as juniors. Um, you know, the, 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 apart from the, um, um, the, the problem of losing face, Right. There's the thing about contradicting somebody who should know more than you. Okay, okay. Don't tell me the name of the company, but can you tell me what you do? Uh, civil engineering. Okay, okay. So this, this thing about people feeling you know, a bit reticent about it, and you said you're a, a senior person, let me, let me look at it from a different angle. Do you do anything to, to try and help them get over that and make them feel that they can speak up? Yes, absolutely. What, what kind of thing do you do? Um, the, the typical thing is, if I say something that you don't understand, or that seems wrong, ask me why. Okay, you encourage that kind of... Very much so, yes. because I, I've, I've felt it coming in, that the particular type of civil engineering we do has a lot of jargon for a starter. Right. And as a lot of, um, a bit more esoteric, um, that that uh, newer people don't necessarily, newer engineers, for instance, don't necessarily uh, uh, fully understand. Well, and they, they might feel that they, they perhaps should know and don't want to look embarrassed that they don't well, that's know. That's part of it. That's yeah. always part yeah, of yeah, it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's common in every new... If you're fairly new into a job, isn't mm, it? Absolutely, yeah. You should yes. know more than you actually do. Uh, yeah, indeed. Well, that, that, maybe that's the perception, but as you say, mm. having been through it, you know what it's like, so... Um, it's very much this idea of, of wanting to understand what psychological safety is currently like in the workplace and has been. I mean, when I think back over my career, not only was the term not known in my mm, early career, agreed. but actually to talk about it would have seemed to have been a bit uh, what we'd call now woke and a bit, bit weak and man, oh, up, well, man up sort of thing, you know. I mean, there's all, you know, I'm trying to look as to where the, the psychological safety and the, and the physical safety and the mm, a fair chunk of what I do, for instance, is things like um, I'll do inspections working at height or in confined spaces. Yeah. or in, So all of those things, yeah. um, you know, they're all physical things. But then you have people who, uh, for instance, might have problems uh, with claustrophobia or with fear of heights. Yeah. Now, is that... Is that a psychological? I think the... the, the in terms of your definition, Yes, anyway. no, the psychological safety element would come in if they felt they weren't able to say that they had that problem. If mm -hmm. they felt that they had to cover that and suffer in silence, then that would be a psychologically unsafe environment. Right, I understand. Um, well, that certainly existed um, in, in uh, earlier years. I mm -hmm. mean, the, you know, there's the, the, the typical... Uh, uh, the typical testosterone thing of, of, well, if you need to do this, this is just what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just you just grit your teeth, stiff up a lip, all that kind of uh, kind of stuff. And do things which may be slightly stupid. Oh, okay. As a consequence of not being. Able and, to speak up? yeah, and well, again, that's that overlaps into the physical side, mm -hmm. but the psychological side is, I think there's uh, a number of people who. Um, see themselves as experts in everything mm -hmm. and um, don't 
appreciate being challenged by people that they see who have less knowledge. Yes. I'm pretty aware that that I'm wrong a significant proportion of the time and mm. I don't actually know when that is. So mm. I need somebody to challenge me to go, well, why are you saying this? Because it looks like this. Right. So you you feel that by creating a cycle, if I can paraphrase you back, a psychologically safe environment around you, that you and your work benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. We make less mistakes. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, effectively what we sell is expertise. Mm -hmm. That means we need to be right. That means that, um, and since everybody makes mistakes, everybody might not understand the full situation. Yeah. You have to um, encourage people to challenge that so that, so that if you can provide a robust defense of why you think this is this, then you're probably right. If yeah. you can't provide a robust defense for... Yeah, 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 yeah. For, you know, for inquiries or whatever, yeah. then... Maybe there's a, there's a problem that needs to be looked at further. Well, absolutely. It's almost certain. Yeah, yeah. There's some famous research, actually, where um, they were looking at clinical team performance, and um, the researchers found that uh, some teams raised a lot more concerns and problems than others. Mm -hmm. But then when they looked at outcomes, the teams that, that flagged up more problems performed better. And it was because the ones that, it turned out, the ones that didn't raise the problems... They had as many, if not more, problems, but they were going unaddressed, and so their performance was was, was, was a lot lower. Last question, because I've kept you, you quite a while, but so do you think things in civil engineering have got better since than when you started out? Yes, yeah. without doubt. In the old days, people were afraid to uh, show their real nature at work. You know, decades ago, you didn't have gay people at work. They just didn't in, uh, well, in engineering or whatever else. Mm that's completely changed now. And that's not, that's not because they weren't there, that's because they were covering. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But now it's, it's, it's not an issue. Uh, that, well, that's right. The, the only time it's an issue is uh, occasionally in overseas projects, depending on the country. Right. Yes, so the different cultures. Yeah, Absolutely. different cultures have a problem with it. Yeah, okay. What do you do about that then? If, you, if you've got, say you've got a gay engineer. You well, know, gay engineer, but in some countries also, you know, we have very senior uh, women engineers. Right. That can be difficult in some Middle East countries, for instance. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, in charge of a project. Yeah. Well, how do you support them? What can you do to help them? Um, we support uh, as much as we can. Um, ultimately, the project has to be completed. Right. So um, we have multiple projects on at the same time. That might be a factor in how we choose who does which projects. Where you deploy. Okay. Which is a problem, but... Yeah, but it's the reality of things on the ground. It, in, uh, in some countries, we're doing pretty well in having... Um, women as honorary men basically okay Ooh. okay how does that work then? um i suspect um that when you're dealing with pragmatic people they behave in a pragmatic manner okay so if they if they prove themselves as an engineer does that help then yes dramatically right okay but they've probably got to achieve more in order to get that respect than maybe their male counterparts would. it helps to have gray hair it's <laughs> <laughs> a brilliant end thank you so much indeed thank you for your time Now, I'm always grateful to people who take part in Talking Leaders, the podcast. 
But I'd like to say an extra strong thank you to the people who took time out of their lunch break to talk to some random guy with a microphone about psychological safety at work. Reflecting upon what I heard, I was left with two main impressions. The first was a feeling of optimism. Even though not everyone has heard of the term itself, psychological safety is a thing now. People talk about it. They have expectations about it in their workplace and organizations are actively doing something about it. The second thought is that theory is one thing, but reality is messier. The IT sales guy feels his company cares about his psychological safety. It has things in place to address psychological safety. But in the competitive sales environment he works in, he still doesn't feel okay about calling out his own mistakes. Person working in retail feels that with her colleagues, things are good. But with customers, it can be quite different and potentially very stressful. And the civil engineer described how working with countries and cultures that have different views and values can pose extra challenges. But to finish, I go back to my feeling of optimism. Psychological safety is increasingly being called out and addressed. And long may that continue. I'm Paul Gisby of Talking Leaders. We help leaders who want to get heard, be understood, and to build trust. Goodbye.